You're listening to In Cahoots, a Mum Heart Australia podcast. I'm Lacey. And I'm Karina. And we're joining homeschool mums across the country, sharing our stories and encouraging each other, because everything's better when you do it with a friend. We've got episode five and we're here today with Ainsley Smith. Hi Ainsley. Hi. So good to have you Ainsley. It's really nice to have this time to chat with you and hear more about your homeschooling and what makes you tick as well. Yeah, it's exciting to be here. Yeah, great. But before we go, we'd just like to start with what we've been doing this week. So Lacey, what have you been up to lately? I have a big pile of unfinished sewing projects that I'm trying to plow through, including a quilt that I started three years ago for my son, and it's still not on his bed. <laughs> They're big, long-term projects quilts, though. They are, but I'm, I'm kind of sort of really at the finish line. I'm in that last fifth, mm. maybe, of it, and I have not been able... I've not touched it for over a year. Yeah. It's just sat in the cupboard, and mm. oh, I have a sister-in-law who asks me every time we get together, she says, have you done your quilt yet? Have oh. you done your quilt? <laughs> so you're, you're getting it out now and actually getting it finished. Oh, well, yes, I still have to get through my my pile of mending and then the quilts. <laughs> yeah. So every day I'm trying to get something mended and put back in people's drawers so then I can do the quilt and have mm. it finished get it off my plate, and then move on to something new. I'm a starter, not a finisher. Right. So I love starting projects, and I hate finishing them. Yeah. You'll, it'll be a good sense of accomplishment when it's done, though. Yeah, it, it always feels so good when it's done. And then you enjoy them for years to come. My yeah. girls have quilts on their beds, and I really enjoy making their beds because, you know, they're just beautiful, and it, it's lovely to have something like that on there. But it's the getting it done. And, yeah. <laughs> The finishing it off. Oh, I always admire you. You seem to really enjoy the process of sewing. I don't think I enjoy the process. I think I enjoy the product. Yes. Yeah. I very much enjoy the process. And I think that's why I, I've struggled to share on social media or anything my finished process, my finished product, because it's all about the process for me. The finished product, oh, it just goes in the cupboard then. Oh, yeah. Mm. We need to combine the two of us into we one do. super sewer. Hey, now, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> you Ainsley? Well we've been learning about Vietnam this week so yesterday Ooh. we did a Vietnam cooking day so we oh, made four course meal um, some of them we will do twice some of them we won't do again okay. but it was good each kid did a different course and they had a great oh. time by the end we were all really full. Wow so what, yeah that was fun. What sort of flavours are involved in Vietnamese food? I don't feel like I've eaten very much of it. Everything has coconut milk mm-hmm. and sugar. Okay <laughs> well that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> Everything. So we made a caramelised pork. So it had okay. yeah coconut milk or coconut water and sugar to make right. the caramelised sauce. It was really good. Well, that would be mm. good for your family because mm. you're dairy free, right? So That's Asian right. cuisine would be a sweet spot. Exactly. Which very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was good. Oh, yum. Mm. How about you? Yeah. yeah, I have been f- finishing off a project actually, <laughs> a sewing project that has been one of those long term projects as well. But it's a hand sewn and hand embellished cardigan in Alabama chinin style I don't know if that's pronounced correctly but it's all hand done and you get two pieces of fabric sew them together with all decoration and then like cut out um, so you see the bottom layer of fabric coming through to the top oh, is that sort of like reverse applique that's, that's what yes. it's called yes, so similar similar to that yeah yeah, okay. yeah. 
So I'm on the, I finished all the decoration of the fabric and I'm on to the sewing it together by hand. So that's my... By hand? Yes, I'm going to, well I've done this much work by hand, it's going to be sewn together by hand as well. It's oh, a good goodness. evening watching TV project. Is it a cardigan for yourself? It is, yes. I think if I mm. sewed something by hand, I'd be worried it would fall apart in the next wash. <laughs> oh, I definitely be... wouldn't give it to my kids to wear. No, no. They not give it enough respect. You know, I'm like, I spent hours doing that. You cannot have that. Yes, no. It'll be hand washed and looked after, but yeah. yeah. Well, if it was hand, hand sewn, it's got to be hand washed. Yeah. That's true. And if I, I like if I put an effort, the more time I put into something, the more I expect it to be used. I'd rather stains on something than have it looking pretty in the cupboard. Yeah, that's mm. a good mentality to have. Mm. Like use your pretty tea set. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it all still the chips and the stains tell stories about yeah. life, and that's important too. I like that. Mm. Yeah. So Ainsley, let's hear a little about you and your family. I'm married to Scott. We live on a property about an hour out of town, and we have three boys. They are, I think about that, eleven, ten, and eight. But he's mm -hmm. nearly 12. The oldest mm -hmm. one's nearly 12. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And what about yourself? What, how would you describe yourself? What do you mm. like doing? I like doing lots of things. I love reading. I collect books. I've, I just got a library. I'm so excited. My husband just built me a library. So I'm oh, wow. very excited. Ooh. It's only half full. So that's, that's mission even to better. buy more books, You've right? spare bookcases. <laughs> exactly. I'm very excited. <laughs> oh. It's still half finished, but I've already half filled it with books. So that's good. That's um, yeah, so books. I love reading. Um, I sew. I cook because I have to, not because I love it. Mm -hmm. A lot of cooking is not my thing because it disappears so quick. You know, yeah. you put all that effort in and suddenly it's gone. That doesn't make me happy. Um, I love to be outside and garden. Yeah, so lots of different things I like to do. You like yeah. to grow some of your own food, right? Yes. I have a big, I have two gardens. I have a, a, a in the garden garden and then I've got a paddock garden and it's quite big. We plough with a tractor. Wow. We don't, mm. I don't do it by hand. Um, so it's got watermelons, pumpkins, corn. Right. Cucumbers, but not just two plants. I had 16 watermelon plants mm. and in a row, and I had two rows of watermelon. So, like, lots of stuff. And then we just bring it to town and give it to people or share it with whoever we're in. That's really fun. Yeah. Wow. It is. And I guess when you have such a large amount of them, if something goes wrong with a plant or two, yeah. yeah. Well, this you've year got some backups. The foxes ate heaps of our watermelons. So oh, really? Me. Yeah, it was weird. Foxes Fox eat watermelons. <laughs> How do they even get those pointy little snouts into them? <laughs> well, they, they chomp it. With their teeth and then they dig it out, I think. I don't know. Yeah, right. Mm. That's a bit disappointing because I had these heaps of watermelons and then I think I picked ten. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> Can I have little things those next year? Foxes there's aren't lots they? around at the moment. Okay. No, I would not have thought there's foxes. a random piece of information. <laughs> foxes and watermelons. <laughs> there you go. Well, mm. I would like to hear a little bit more about what it is like living on a rural property. Um, specifically, you guys are out there for a very clear reason. You don't just live in the country. You're farmers, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. So we have a, a thousand hectares. So it's a reasonable size farm for the area. Um, we grow cotton and grain. So it's my family farm where I grew up. And my parents are there and my sister and her family are there. And then we're there. We each have our own house. We have separate houses. Yes. But they're not far away, like 200 metres. But there's lots of trees amongst us so we can't see each other. So we still get to live our own lives, which is nice. But they're right there if you need help. So that's really nice. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's good. Uh, the kids get to see their dad heaps because he comes home for lunch every day. He's there for dinner most nights unless there's, you know, harvesting or planting or something big happening. But he's generally home, so they get to see him heaps. Mm. Yesterday we are about to start school 
and he drove past with a trailer and they were going to pick up all the pipes we used to irrigate. And the kids were like, can we go? Can we go? Because it's a job they know they can do with him. There's not heaps they can do, but that's one they know they can. I went, go for it. You know, let's, the maths book will still be there tomorrow, but that job won't be there tomorrow. So go hang out. And they had a great time with their dad. So that's really, I love that they get to spend time with him and do stuff with him. That sounds like a dream for three boys growing up on a farm. It does, yes. And learning a lot in the process, like yeah. they're learning the how to farm and, and by doing the jobs that they can at mm-hmm. the age and stage they're at. And no doubt as they get older, that will only become more and more um, capable in what they can do. Yeah, yeah, they, they drive cars and stuff and tractors and things. So yeah. that's pretty fun. And yeah, it's been a process. Obviously, they've learned through the whole process, but it's been really, really good. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's fun that they get to learn those skills in a safe way and in a different environment. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's cool. I like that about it for them too. Mm. And you've learnt flexibility yeah. in letting go of your plans for the day when farming happens. And also your life and lifestyle and social life would be dictated by the seasons and what's happening on the farm a bit too. Very much. We don't make plans for Easter because we could be harvesting or we could be picking, you know, so we can't go and book camping away somewhere. We just can't do that. So we always say, well, we can't go. So we make other plans. We make yes. penciling plans. My motto is make a plan but make it in pencil. Yes. So you can rub it out and change it. And it, if it the rain comes, you've got to be on the farm. <laughs> exactly. And it teaches the kids flexibility too, which is really good for them. Um, yeah, I grew up there and I knew that from when I was there. So mm-hmm. that's something that I thought they need to learn that as a skill in life. Um, particularly, well, farming kind of teaches it for you. So that's good. Because yeah. we're, we're, um, the elements is what dictates our lives. So, mm, yeah. yeah. You can have all the plans, but you've got to work with the weather. Exactly. Mm. what about challenges what are the downsides of yeah there are some there's definitely some challenges living an hour away from your friends you can't just duck next door for a cup of tea or to your friends when you're having a bad day that's can be tricky but also everything has to be planned so we're doing this vietnamese food thing so we did that two days the week before we planned the recipes and then we went shopping on wednesdays our afternoon in town so we did all the food then and then we cooked it later so you can't just go oh i need a lemon for a science experiment we'll just duck down the shop and grab a lemon you know it's it's an hour's drive for things so yeah you have to be planned hence the garden in the backyard (laughs) and in the paddock that helps that does help my pantry is very well stocked all the time because we do live on um a creek which comes from floods so there always has to be spare food because there's times when you just can't get out to town um yeah so i always have heaps of food people walk into my pantry and i think they wonder why I have so much, but it's just because that can happen. The other thing is um, everything has to go through a filter of it's an hour's drive away. Is it worth going to? Mm. So it's actually, that can be a blessing. Um, You don't get sucked into the, there's something on every afternoon of the week that you could go to. And and we have a quieter life. It's a bit slower because everything is, if it's not on Friday, which is my main town day, then we just don't do it unless it's something really, really worth, you know, a once-off event that you'll come yeah. into. Yeah, once-off sometimes we'll go to. Yep. Um, but otherwise we pretty much hang out at home. Yeah. Probably yeah. Uh, makes a lot of decisions on your behalf for you. You don't have to exactly. filter through all those yeah. processes. Yeah, which is a huge blessing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't see that as a downside at all, Ainsley. I'm disappointed in your answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, that thing wasn't a downside. <laughs> That's right. Mm. So when you started homeschooling, I know you you weren't actually living where you are now, I believe, but you had a um, mentor in your life at that time. How has that, how did that work and how has that impacted the way you homeschool and your decision to start? Before we lived on a farm, we we always knew we were going to go to the farm, but before we did, we decided we wanted to go on an adventure because once you're on the farm, 
you can't there you can't just duck off for six months and go do something fun so we went well let's go do that before yes. we come back to the farm so we sold our house and took off across the country with a 10 month old child mm-hmm. um and camped across the north end of australia planning to end up living somewhere we had no plan where we just thought we'd check it out we ended up in kananara which is right up the top of western australia um and we met an amazing family there we we didn't know why we were living there but we god made it obvious we got a job really quickly we found a rental really cheap which was very unusual for that time okay and we just went wow i feel like this is where we're supposed to be looking back we now have an amazing mentor from that town um they live a long way away now but Mm. um phones and stuff make it really easy but we weren't homeschooling then they were homeschooling and we saw them and their kids and what they did and were influenced by that. Right. But okay. it all started out as a parenting um, mentor more right. than homeschooling. And then once we decided to homeschool, they, um, yeah. Mentored through that. Yeah. So it was really a and flow on from your parenting yeah. into the homeschooling as yeah. opposed to a separate yeah. thing. Yeah, it all just kind of flowed through. And I guess it helped us. Um, my friend Belinda helped when I wanted to make curriculum choices or things like that. I could ring her up and ask her questions about curriculum I didn't just do what she did, but I yep. did definitely ask her why she did what she did and the value of different things, and that's been really good for me to bounce ideas off. She actually sent me a message on my way here that said, hope it goes really well. So it was really nice that she, you know, had someone cheering for you in the background and encouraging yes. you. Even yeah. these years later when yeah. you've, you've moved away, you've obviously yep. kept in touch a lot mm. on a personal level. Yes. Yeah, we're yeah. definitely good friends now, and when I'm having a really hard week or something and things aren't going well I know that I can ring her and actually use her as a sounding board and she asked me the good questions which helped me think straight she doesn't necessarily tell me the answers but she asked me the questions to help me work through my problems and so she doesn't yeah doesn't fix my problems but she helps me work through it which is really good we all need people like that in our lives we really do have those um mentors whether they're homeschooling or just as women I think we need to have those people we aspire to be like but more than that they they cheer us on to be the best version of ourselves that we can be yeah um and really valuable to have somebody who's further ahead as well yeah i mean it's it's also really valuable to have friends who are in the trenches and you can commiserate and all of that but to have somebody who's been through yeah and um, can share their wins as well as this is what i would have done differently yeah yeah definitely that helps heaps yeah a lot more Mm. perspective and guidance i think Mm. from someone Yes, further ahead. And then you have tried to offer that as well to other people around you. I know that you've done that for me and um, other yeah. people in the homeschooling community. Do you think that that has just naturally happened because of what you've experienced with Belinda or have you really deliberately cultivated that? Um, probably a bit of both. It kind of happens naturally, but I love sharing what I do. I love homeschooling. I love um, the joy of having my kids at home with me. Um, and if I can help someone find that joy or help them through the hard bits of that I love that so it's usually one-on-one I don't do groups so well but Mm -hmm. we'll have a family out and we'll show them our resources and we'll talk about which ones we use and why we use them and how to help and um, yeah I've helped a few different families with that hasn't been a long-term relationship so much like Belinda and I but often people will just I'm thinking about doing this do you have suggestions or yeah Mm -hmm. so it's been a more of a short-term thing but yeah I really really like that do you see that yeah. developing more in the years to come as you, as your children grow older? And is it something you'd like to develop more? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I do like doing it. Because so, you also host a monthly mum's um, mum heart group. I do. Yes, that was last is, night. It was yeah, really right. good, actually. We had um, 
We were talking about how the level of friendship gets deeper quite quickly. It's got a really good culture of getting to that next level quite quickly. Having a mum group. Like a mum's group. Yeah, in yeah. our mum's group. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's more than just, hi, how are you? You can come and share how you're really going and yes. you know it's safe and everyone understands because you're all homeschooling and here's a really good place to come and encourage each other so I think I get as much out of it as everyone else I don't think it's I don't see myself as a leader I just sort of facilitate it and come up yep. with a few questions to throw around if there's that awkward silence yeah which lead the conversation very rarely is <laughs> yeah how, how often do you meet once a month okay yeah, yeah. how many so, ladies would come along uh last night there was about six of us and the month before there was 17 of us right okay so it fluctuates greatly um yeah that's I a, think 17 is too many. Yes. Um, I was ready to like, we need to multiply our group and start a new one. Um, but then last night there was holidays and stuff, so it was a bit different. Yes. Yeah. It probably just depends on where everyone's at as well. You know, sometimes you just have a rough week and yeah. you just need to be at home at night yeah. and lots yeah. on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's unpredictable. Some weeks I wonder if anyone's going to come. Yep. But it's not at my house, so I go to another lady's house and I figure if nothing else, I'll sit and have a cup of tea with her and then I'll head home. (laughs) So you'll enjoy your time anyway. Exactly. But that's only happened once in the, I think I've been doing for three years, been leading that group. So, yeah. Yeah, That does seem worthwhile. It's actually a good Mm. way of doing it too, to have someone that provides the location and someone else that provides the topics or the book study. I know you've done some book studies or things like that. It kind of shares the load a little bit. Completely. That has been really good because I don't have to clean my house and get it all ready. Mm. I just have to prepare something to think about. And she does. She's a beautiful hostess. She has a beautiful house and um, always has beautiful teacups for us all and things. So, mm. yeah, it's nice. Yes. Sometimes just drinking out of pretty teacups is enough. Yeah, yeah, that's right. A little bit of civility in the week. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Ainsley, you have a fairly unique personal style that you apply to how you mother and how you do homeschooling with your kids. I said to you before that when I think of a stereotypical homeschool mum, you don't fit the stereotype in the best way possible. (laughs) Um, So I want to know a little bit about how you've been able to look at your own unique strengths and personality and how you're able to leverage that and make the most of it um, rather than feel like you've got to into a different mold hmm. I think it all, a lot of it started back when I was working we did personality typing in my workplace and they did it really well it wasn't like you put in a box it was more if we all find each other's strengths and weaknesses we can help hold each other up when mm. we and also how to work with someone who's very different from you yes. so they did a really positive um, way of that and so I knew a bit about myself from that and I'm very interested in that sort of thing I love personality tests and things so I've done a few different ones they're very but, fun, aren't they? I, and addictive. I, I, I love them. I know people that hate them, but for me, it's I love it. But um, I think that has helped me know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. I'm very introverted. And after a full morning with school and kids and stuff, I know that if I don't go and have half an hour of quiet time or rest, it's not quiet time, we just rest, Yes. Um, I will not be a fun person for the rest of the day. So I've learnt that about myself. And the days that I implement that, that makes us all much better family. Um... So I think knowing about myself has helped a lot. I'm quite structured, so we have a fairly structured school, but I'm learning to um, be more flexible with that. Um, yeah, that's. I am a box ticker, and mm-hmm. sometimes that's good, and sometimes it's not. 
because it helps get things done, but then there's things that you can't tick the box about, right? So you sit down and you have a great talk about someone's character or discussion, um, and it's not a maths book or it's not a history lesson, sure. but it's Still character, valued. but it's really valued. And so mm -hmm. I've learnt that that's important. And to help myself, I've actually started um, with a day-to-a-page diary, and on those days where I feel like we haven't ticked any boxes, I'll actually look at what we've done and just write them down in that diary so that when I get to the end of the year, I can actually look back and go, oh, look, we did have some amazing discussions. So it's that helps yes. my head. Yeah. Um, you I have, feel like you've achieved something yes. even if nothing's been ticked off your list. Exactly. And I, I'm quite anal. I have a different coloured pen for each child and then I have a, another pen for things we did as a family and another coloured pen for things oh. I can learn from this lesson. So I've, I've got... Wow. It's Organisation. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm the Ainsley method. It yeah. is. And no one will be able to follow it, but that's okay. I love it. It works for me. But I so. like that you can see that that's a strength in yourself that you're organised and you've mm. got the plan, but also it does become a weakness in certain areas and how you can work that and turn that into a workable solution yeah. um, you can you know acknowledge in yourself what's your strengths and where you need to yeah. change by having the diary to work with mm. yeah I think living out of town suits me because I like to I like the space I like this lower slower pace of life mm. um, yeah so it works really well for us mm. so in your homeschooling what kind of style how would you describe your homeschooling yeah we do a lot of unit studies, so I pick a topic that we study and we do all our lessons from that as much as we can. Um, and then we go, we because of farming, we don't really fall into school holidays so well because you could be harvesting or the yes. best time for us to go on holidays is August. Um, so we often will go for the whole month and mm -hmm. be gone for four or five weeks and we turn them into great big travelling holidays. This year will be our eighth year doing that, which is so exciting. I didn't realise we'd been doing it for so long. Wow. And we kind yeah. of just fell into it. It wasn't an intentional thing, but it has become an intentional thing after that. Um, and now we plan our holidays around what we've been learning. So things like when we learnt Captain Cook, or when you were going up the east coast of Queensland, we, yes. we learned about Captain Cook and then we made, for science, we made um, compasses out of a needle and you rub the needle across the magnetic... A magnet and you sit in the thing and it actually points north yeah. you can and so then we've got to magnetic island we talked about that and they're like oh that's when he did this and then we got to cooktown and we went to this amazing museum and they they would tell you these kids were how old were they then they would have been seven five and three when we went that year wow. and they would have told you the best thing about that holiday when they got home was the museum in cooktown now that's <laughs> strange right that's For kids strange. at that age but it was because we'd read about it so mm. much and when we got there they saw the anchor that he had cut off when his um, ship was sinking or damaged and they had retrieved this anchor and mm, the kids, it made it real. Yes. So right. it made their learning real. So we've done that heaps. We read books about the places where we're going. So when we went down south and we were around the Coorong, we read Storm Boy. Mm. And then when we were in Northern Territory, we read um, We of the Never Never and then went to where all the graves were. And usually if you take your kids to a cemetery, they're like, this is boring. Mum, can we go? It's hot. Because it was. It was really hot. But they're running from grave to grave going, Mum, Mum, this is the cook. Mum, Mum, this is the station dude. And so they were really interested. So that's that's a highlight for me, bringing their learning to life. So, so you it. plan the trip now and then plan, back plan your studies? Yeah, yeah what comes first? Yeah. Yeah. Not the egg. Yeah. That's right. Um, God brings it together every time. Every single time. That We were planned our holiday down to Adelaide and we're going up the middle and then back across the Simpson Desert. That was something we'd been planning for ages. And then I decided we'd learn about Antarctica and I'm like, oh, well, that, that'll be fun. Yeah. And then I get there mm. and start researching it and I discover that Douglas Mawson, who was a big Antarctic, Antarctic explorer who we were going to be looking at, 
has a massive section in the Adelaide Museum. There's a whole mm. room set aside for him and all of the stuff he did. I was like, I didn't know that. And so you should see me. I was planning it. And then I discovered this sitting in our office. And I'm like running down the hallway <laughs> at night. The kids are in bed. I'm going, guess what? Guess what? And Scott's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, you won't believe this. And I was all excited. And he's like, that's awesome. And he didn't quite get my level of excitement. But he, he gets it. It is so nice when that happens, right? When you plan things mm. and they link up and you didn't even know that yeah. they were going to link up. But, yeah. you know, something yeah. that you read in a book, that vocabulary word turns up somewhere else. Mm. Or, yeah. I think um, Charlotte Mason calls it the science of relations, yes. the way that everything is actually linked in together. Yeah. And once you get one bit of knowledge, it really does pop up yeah. in a yeah. whole bunch of other areas. Stuff you couldn't orchestrate yourself. Like, yes. I had no idea about that, but God brings it every single time. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I heard at a conference many years ago. Trust God, he will bring the right things at the right time, mm. and they'll be better than you could have made them anyway. So I've learned to rest in that and just trust that he will bring... Because living on a farm, there's things that our kids can't do. They can't get a job one, you know, a part-time job, because I'm not going to drive them in out of town all the time. So I often think about that, how we're going to deal with that stage of life and I think doesn't matter God has this under control he will bring the right thing at the right time mm. so that's yeah a really that helps good, a lot really good perspective to mm. have in in homeschooling but also in life too. yeah that's very true um, yeah because mm. I think yeah going forward in those teenage years you'd face a lot of challenges um, that probably I wouldn't think of just in how are you going to do different things with your children how are they going to yeah, like I say, getting a job, different things, you'll just have to make decisions differently to the way I would think you Yeah, I would. Yeah, they would if you lived in town. Yeah, it's yeah. very different. That's mm. right. Mm. Yeah. So obviously unit studies include the whole family too yes. and work together. Yeah, so we do, we all work together. I just have different expectations of each kid. So if we're doing a written assignment, the youngest might write one sentence, the middle one might write two or three, and the oldest one might expect a paragraph, just sort of, but they all write about the same topic or... Sometimes they will research about something. So we were learning about Vietnam and one child learned about the culture and one child went and learned about imports and exports and their main industries. And the other one, oh, I think together we just did a study on rice. Yeah, okay. So I helped him research that together. So we all learned about something. Then we all came back and shared what we'd learned mm-hmm. together with each other. And then we wrote about it, Vietnam, as a using each other's information. Yes. Yeah, so that, that's Very a nice collaborative. Yeah, yeah, you can use the strengths or individuality of each child in a way that suits them. Yeah, Um, work with the youngest one who's not quite as capable as the oldest, but still give the older one some research skills and things as well. Yeah, so I did one, we did one all together with me sort of leading it, and then they each did their own, and yeah, it's been really fun. I know that you lean heavily into picture books. I wonder if you would tell us a little bit about your love of picture books. Oh, well, we started with five in a row, and that just creates a lot of picture books for everyone because it's it's pretty much a unit study based on a picture book so you pick a book or you from the curriculum you use one of their books and they're set all over the world so you pretty much explore the world as you do it which I loved so there was Japan and France and China and America and you just so we did culture studies and learnt all the different countries um but there's so much in the picture books because they've got so few words they have to be um they're really well thought out. Mm. There's no fluff. There's not space for fluff because there's only so many words that can fit in a picture book. And the pictures just bring out bring things to life so much. Mm. So, yeah, we still use picture books now for our unit studies, even as we use, you know, my oldest is supposedly high school, so we still use picture books. Yeah. There's some very high-level picture books, though. There, there are. Yeah. And I'm always amazed when I'm reading picture books with my children. I guess I concentrate so much on the text because 
I'm doing the reading. Mm. But especially my children that don't read yet, mm. the way that they scan the page and they notice details that mm. you just, yeah, you would I would never pick up. But yes, I was reading a book with my son this week, and he was he's just still in the learning to read. He can read out loud. He's getting these. We finished all the lessons, and now it's just practice to get there. And every page, he wouldn't start as soon as he turned the page. He wouldn't start with the first word, and I was like. Yeah, come on. <laughs> the first word is that. You know that word. This isn't hard. But then I realised he was looking at the pictures. Yes. And I thought, I need to stop rushing him. I just need to stop and let him enjoy the pictures. And I actually said to him, oh, you were looking at the picture. Let's just have a look. So I, I went, I tracked back. I realised what I was doing, pushing him. I'm like, hey, just wait. And yeah, so that was really good to actually sit back and let him, mm. yeah, take the pictures in. Because there was so much more in the picture than just the words. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, That's right. Like that. mm. Often we're all learning from that. Mm. Yeah, so you have a great love of books. I would mm. like to know, what is a book that you think everybody should read? Well, my homeschooling recommendation is definitely Teaching from Rest by Sarah uh, Mackenzie. I thought you might say this. Yeah. Yeah. It was either that or um, Educating a Wholehearted Child. They were my two for homeschooling. They're my go-to. They live on my shelf all the time, right near my bed. Why so, do you love Teaching from Rest so much? Um, because it helped me realise why I'm doing this. Mm. And it's not about ticking boxes. It's not about filling my bucket, their bucket knowledge. It's um, about doing it because I want relationship with them and I want them to know Jesus. Mm. Mm. She has a very good way of bringing you back to those essential principles, doesn't yeah. she? While yeah. still giving you some practicals to help you get yes. back to those. Yeah, the yeah, who's well done are you working for? Every time, that that's the one line that I get out every time. I think, you know, when you're struggling over maths or something and you think, does this math lesson matter more than my relationship with him right now? Mm. And we still have to come back to the maths and we still have to work fractions out and it's going to be hard, but is there a different approach we could be taking that's going to help our relationship still be okay at the end of this as opposed to me going, just get it done, which is never a good approach. It's not. It doesn't work. Uh, I do try it every now and then hoping, though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we probably all come to the same conclusion that really it probably wasn't the most effective in the end. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. How about any special hidden talents, things we don't know about you? I don't know if I'd call it a talent, but it is something um, that's odd. I collect pottery mugs. Pottery mugs, hand yeah. done? Yeah, they've got to be handmade, pottery okay. mugs. When we go on holidays, I have one from each holiday we've gone on. So I have two oh. massive drawers in my kitchen that are pottery mugs. Right. Do mm. you try to make them match and coordinate or you just pick one that you like when you... I have a favourite that I always drink out of. Okay. But no, it's got to be handmade, which is hard. So then when we drive around, you find a pottery shop. I'm like, there's a pottery shop, we must stop. <laughs> so some holidays we've found more than one and some holidays we haven't found any. But there's, yeah, I can pretty much tell you all the holidays from the mugs in my drawer. Mm. I like that and then you get to relive the memories when yes. you have a cup of tea out of it yep. and people oh, like my okay. sister she always has the Alice Springs mug and so she's I just know which one she has and it's the Alice Springs one and yeah so mm, and they're all different shapes and sizes so if you want a small cup you can have a little one if you want a big cup, cup. you know a big one mm. so there you go that's my random thing nice. well there you go I didn't know that about you yeah there's so much personality in handmade pottery there is it's yeah. beautiful mm. yeah. so Ainsley if people want to find out more about you where can they find you online um, I am on Instagram at a learning life. Yeah, a learning life. Yep, that's where I share your share homeschooling. homeschooling. things I'm learning too. Like I, I want people to, or my kids mostly, I want them to see that it's not just learning for school, mm -hmm. but life is learning. So everything we have, like you'll find all sorts of things I'm learning on there. They're learning. Sometimes it's homeschooling. Sometimes it's not. Yeah, great. Mm.
It's been great having you join us today, whether you've been doing the dishes, folding the laundry, or maybe even getting some exercise. Thanks for sharing this time with us. To find us online, you can search for Mum Heart Australia for our website, our Facebook or Instagram. Feel free to leave us any questions or comments and maybe you could share this episode with a friend if you think that they might be encouraged by it. Thanks for being in cahoots with us today.